filmmaker Jen Rainin and Franco Stevens are here to talk about their documentary Ahead of the Curve and give us their spin on our LGBTQ issues. Hi, Jen and Franco. Hi. Thanks for having us today. We're happy to be here. Tell us about Ahead of the Curve. Oh, my goodness. Ahead of the Curve is a feature documentary that is releasing widely. It's a story about the woman who started the best-selling lesbian magazine in the world, who happens to be my wife, Franco Stevens. <laughs> and uh, it's a pretty wild ride. She did this in the 90s at a time when it was unheard of to put the word lesbian on the cover of a magazine. Uh, nobody would give her money to start this thing. They thought she was nuts. This was a dangerous, terrible idea. Um, but she believed in the idea, and so much so that um, <laughs> she took a huge risk. She took out 12 credit cards in one day, and she cashed them all out, and, and she went to the racetrack and bet on the horses to get the money to start the magazine. It's such a crazy ride. That's the beginning of the story, and it just keeps going from there set out originally to tell this as a historical piece because it's an important piece of queer women's history that hasn't been documented yet. And as we were filming, Franco got a call from the current owner of the magazine saying that they were really struggling and it looked like they might be out of business within the year. Uh, and would Franco help them think through what Curve might evolve into to continue to serve the mission and serve the community? And so... Frank, do you want to say what Yeah, happened? so the film took a drastic turn, and we, you know, we're a little bit older, so we thought, okay, let's seek out the younger uh, lesbians and find out, A, if there's a need for the magazine, and B, do people even embrace the term lesbian anymore? So the rest of the film takes us through this journey of, you know, meeting with some of the younger um, influencers making history today. It turned into a kind of a fun filmmaking puzzle, honestly, trying to interweave the historical story with really what's going on today. And I feel really good about where we landed with it. One of the things that I love about Curve Magazine, the Curve Magazine story in Genève, which was what it was called originally, is that it came out at a time when there were very few out celebrities. And the very first celebrity who agreed to be on the cover of Genève Magazine, Melissa Etheridge, is also the first celebrity who agreed within minutes, I'll say, of our request to appear in the film. And so we have the extraordinary pleasure of going to Melissa's house in L.A. to interview her for the film. It seems so strange today to think about a time when celebrities weren't out and proud. That was very much the environment that the magazine was started in. What was your inspiration for telling this story? When I started to learn in the early days of our marriage when Franco would tell me stories about her early days of the magazine and how she got the money to put this thing together, how um, they ran on such a shoestring that sometimes she would have to go to loan sharks to make payroll. Um, and then the kicker for me was, oh, yes, how Catherine Deneuve sued them famously in two countries, mind you, and nearly put them out of business, and that's why the name changed from Deneuve to Curve. I thought, this is an amazing story. This would make a fantastic fiction film. I should write the screenplay for this. And so I started writing the screenplay and researching for it. And in doing the research, I actually, I, I was really sort of struck by how hard it was to find our stories, queer women's stories, historical stories, 
well documented. There were so many films uh, and stories about men, queer men, which is fantastic, but just so few stories about the women's community. And so I felt an imperative to tell this as a nonfiction film first. What do you hope to accomplish with this uh, documentary? I want everyone to know Franco's story, to see and be inspired, as I have been, the way that she has lived her life, the way that in the face of society, family turning away, that she looked out into the world and tried to meet her own needs. And in doing so, she was able to meet the needs of the whole community. And I think that's a really, really powerful message. You know, we all have the ability to do that um, in one way or another. Looking around to see what the needs of the community are and filling them has been, um, you know, Franco, you talk about this as being like one of the greatest gifts in your life. Absolutely. You know, uh, realizing that one person alone can make a difference for themselves and for, you know, other people. It's really a really amazing experience. And I'm so glad, you know, that that's been sort of my life's work. There's a ton of excuses why one person can't make a difference. You know, I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I don't have the resources. Who will listen to me? You know, I was a 21-year-old kid living in my car just before I started the magazine. I didn't have any money. I didn't even have a place to live. And, you know, I just had a dream and a vision. And somehow, you know, it was meant to be, like all the pieces of the puzzle came into place. So I know that one person can make a difference. Franco, what would you like to accomplish with your work? Wow, in a perfect world, I would say that lesbians and queer people have equality to have the rights of everyone else, but also, basically, I want to put myself out of business. I want it to be a non-issue that you're queer or however you identify, both externally in the mainstream and within our own community. There's still a lot of prejudice towards, you know, femme lesbians and transgender people and people of color and disabled people. And, you know, the biases are so huge. It's like, we need to stop fighting each other and look at the bigger picture. What would you like to see happen for our LGBTQ community in the uh, Biden administration? Well, I'd first like to see every negative action against LGBTQ people reversed and then to advance our rights. So much detrimental impact has been done to our community, just when you think you have these rights, they all become into question. Biden realizes that a lot of his supporters are LGBTQ, and it appears as though he's working towards, you know, equality for us. But uh, let's face it, we have a long way to go. Jen, would you like to add something to that? I really would love to see us finally, finally pass the Equality Act. With LGBTQ teens already four times more likely to attempt suicide than their heterosexual peers after facing bullying incidents, what advice would you have for these kids, especially in these times? I would say that it does get better. If your family can't accept you, you can find a chosen family that will love and respect you the way you deserve to be loved and respected. Yeah, I would add to that. 
we all find our families, our, our chosen families, and I would recommend um, looking for community through maybe GSA, the, the Gay Straight Alliance online, through local LGBTQ centers, and I know that PFLAG has mentors available. I remember how scared and alone I felt when I was figuring out who I was, and I don't want anybody to have to go through that. There are resources available, and like the It Gets Better campaign says, it really does get better. I mean, I think of how scared and alone I felt and how hard it was to make it through the forest, but how worthwhile it is. Look, if you get to live your life exactly who you are, you are so brave and so amazing that you deserve all the love and respect in the world, and you will find that, you know, Get through the hard times. It will be worth it. How can people get information about Ahead of the Curve? So to find information about the film, you can go to our website at curvemagmovie.com. There is also information up uh, with our distributor at Wolf Video. And uh, all of our social media is uh, at curvemagmovie. What other projects are you working on? Well... On the film side, my co-director, Rivka Bethmeadow, and I have started uh, a production company uh, as a result of loving working together on Ahead of the Curve, and the production company is called Frankly Speaking Films. We have a short doc um, in post-production right now uh, about a butch-presenting queer mom of a profoundly disabled boy, and I'm in love with it. <laughs> we are writing a romantic comedy uh, feature film together, and we've written a pilot for an episodic version, fictionalized version of the early years of Dino's magazine, uh, Very Sexy Time in San Francisco. Uh, so hopefully we'll be fortunate enough to um, see that project, make it to the screens in everyone's living rooms sometime soon. We've started the Curve Foundation to further the mission of Curve Magazine, and we actually uh, purchased the magazine back and donated it to the foundation. So a lot of really cool stuff happening on the Curve uh, front to tell our stories and, you know, make sure our culture is, you know, embraced and that we're not forgotten. Is there a question you wish people would ask you? We want the Curve Foundation to pick up where Curve Magazine is left off and to build queer women's community. So uh, I guess I want to just make sure everyone knows where to find us at thecurvefoundation.org. So check us out. Sign up for the newsletter. Um, we're doing some interesting things, and, and I'm hopeful that we'll be able to start gathering soon and, and bring our community together in new ways. Do you have a favorite quote or mantra to get you through difficult times? Oh, I sure do have a favorite quote. It's don't take no for an answer. That's been my life's motto. Somebody tells you you can't do something and you know you can or you think you might be able to, just go for it. <laughs>